Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. This is Jack from the Horrible Movie Podcast. Each week, producer Phil, a guest, and I watch a horrible theater release movie. We record our conversation, and then we tear that movie to shreds. We keep it family-friendly, so gather the family around the old smartphone, laptop, or tablet and join in on the fun. Just like all the great Studio DNA podcasts, find the Horrible Movie Podcast at Spreaker.com, Apple Podcasts, Google Play, and everywhere podcasts can be found. Remember, just because it's from Hollywood doesn't mean it isn't horrible. Hi, it's Corey, and I wanted to let you know I have another podcast on the Studio DNA Podcast Network. It's an interview podcast called What Else? If you're a fan of Christian music or music, you're more than likely going to hear one of your favorite artists on this podcast. This week, I talk with an up-and-coming artist, and his name's Michael Cochran. Cochran and Company, signed to the Goatee record label, DC Talk, Toby Mac, you know the name, and that's this week's latest podcast of what else? Here's just a snippet. Does he know the DC Talk yard sale story? I don't know if he knows the yards. I know that he knows that I listened to some DC Talk because I geeked out. At one, I toured with him in the fall on his theater tour. I opened the show every night. And, okay. Um, one, one day I was paying attention, just kind of I was like soaking it in. And they were bringing the road cases through, and one of the like I think it's his wardrobe case still has the DC Talk uh, like stencil on it, so it's from the DC Talk days. Yeah, and that just wheeled past me, and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" So I have to take a picture of it. I posted it on Instagram, and he he had seen the posts and stuff, and thought that was neat. So he knows that I was a fan. Wherever you download podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker.com, iTunes, iHeartRadio, what else with Corey Mann? Subscribe today. Sports Jack. Sports Yak is brought to you by Big and Tall Outlet in Elkhart. Big and Tall Outlet features big and tall men's clothing from many of the leading big men's catalogs for 50% off manufacturer's suggested retail price. That's Big and Tall Outlet on Napanee Street in Elkhart and at BigandTallOutlet.com. Follow them on Facebook and Twitter as well, because big guys gotta look good too. From South Bend, Indiana, the parish of America. From South Bend, Indiana, what the Egyptians 
episode. Anybody remember Wally Chambers, who was a defensive lineman for the Bears back in the early to mid-70s? Sounds like a character on a sitcom. Sackman, Wally Chambers. Wally Chambers. Happy 60th episode, Chuck Freebie. Glad to be here, Corey, man. I'll give you just a couple of headlines. We can talk about them and we can move forward just to touch on them and get them out of the way. Sure. I hadn't heard this name in a while. Trent Richardson revives his career in the Alliance of American Football League. Yeah, this is this minor league that was started by Charlie Ebersol, the son of former NBC head Dick Ebersol. And Charlie's a Notre Dame grad, by the way. Oh. And Bill Polian, uh, the former Colts GM. So they have started this minor league, the Alliance of American Football. It's basically minor league football. It's guys that aren't good enough to get to the NFL who want to show that they're good enough to get to the NFL. I tried to watch a little bit of it yesterday. It just didn't do a whole lot for me. Now, Trent was in the NFL for a while, right? Oh, yeah. Trent Richardson was uh, a big deal, played for the Colts. He was a huge trade that they made, and he was a bust as a Colt. I'll uh, segue here. Since you said Dick Embersall, did you get a chance to read the Bob Costas? uh... I have not read it yet, but the headlines basically kind of tell the story. Bob Costas was outspoken about the impact of concussions on the National Football League. Mm -hmm. And so the National Football League and NBC basically said, well, we don't think you'd be a really good fit for being on the Super Bowl since you think our sport is the nexus of evil. I read it yesterday morning and it took me almost a good half hour. Interesting. The guy's uh, such a pro and so great at it. Not only football, but every other sport. Right. But uh, yeah, you, you mess with a 600-pound pit bull that brings in $600 billion. Oh, you don't like our helmet situation? Well, there's the door. And I don't think he necessarily... I think he has a problem with it, but I think he gets it deep down. But people ask him, so he tells them. Anaheim Ducks fire head coach Randy Carlisle, seven straight losses. Well, you wonder if Joel Quenville will wind up in Anaheim after the years of success that he had as the Blackhawks and getting fired as the Blackhawks coach, although the Blackhawks are playing... Good hockey right now. They've won seven in a row. And our friend and listener Tommy Lee and I have this pact because we have not been watching the Blackhawks and they've been winning. And yesterday (laughs) I was really tempted to turn on the game because it was a Sunday afternoon. There wasn't a lot of other stuff on. Okay. And I kind of wanted to watch, but I said, no, you don't mess. They, They talked about this in Bull Durham. You don't mess with the winning streak. And so we didn't. And the Blackhawks win again. And so Tommy and I will not watch a second of Blackhawk hockey. We might see highlights or something like that, but we will not watch a second of Blackhawk hockey until they lose. Keep on walking that road and I'll follow. Keep on calling my name, I'll be there. And if a mirror is your So are you superstitious? Are you stitious? Or are you just having fun? Both. Both? 
I think sports is the one great habitat of superstition. Okay. And, and baseball is certainly one of those. In the movie Major League, you know, you've got Dennis Haysbert's character who has the Joe Boo set up yes. in his locker. That's not all that far off. There are there are all kinds of guys with different baseball superstitions, whether it's, you know, I'm going to put my socks on a certain way. I'm not going to step on the chalk line. I'm going to do this. My facial hair is going to grow until we're done. Right. There are all kinds of, and hockey's not far behind in terms of superstition. As a fan. I will tell you this, uh, speaking of clothing, we didn't get to this on our morning show today. My wife wore a 28-year-old Notre Dame sweatshirt yesterday. Really? I moved here in the fall of 91, got two credit cards at the Scottsdale Mall over here for LS Airs and Hudson's because I had no money. I um, capped them both out, and I got a Notre Dame sweatshirt for my grandmother. Gave it to her at Christmas. She said, I don't want anything like this. I don't know who this is. I don't wear sweatshirts. Give it to your girlfriend. Gave it to uh, Debbie in Christmas of 91, and she still has it. She had her letter sweater on yesterday. It meant something to her. Oldest piece of clothing that you have that you still actually wear. That I still actually wear. I've got a South Bend White Sox sweatshirt Yeah, in my closet that I wear. I have a sport coat that I'll break out from time to time from Backrack that I have video evidence of me wearing on the air in 1995. Wow. Yeah. So I've... You got stuff. I've got a couple of those. Now, if you'd like some new stuff, we can send you over to the Big and Tall Men's Store over in Elkhart. We were there last week. And uh, you took them cupcakes. Say hi to Kim. Say hi to Derek. Buy yourself some nice apparel. They have sizes from large to 10XL. 6X, 7X, 8X. There's big dudes in life, and they got everything there for it. Because big guys got to look good, too, Chuck Freddy. There you got it. Sports Yak! Sports Yak, part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. Find more of your favorite podcasts at Spreaker.com slash Studio DNA. Follow the Yak on Twitter at Sports Yak with two Ks. But the second K is silent. Friday night's game. I got to catch a little bit of it while I was on an airplane. Really? Yeah, I like to watch your games. I like I like to watch you do what you do. Well, it was Warsaw and Plymouth. Great rivalry. They met for the 140th time. Warsaw clinches its fifth consecutive, or at least a share of its fifth consecutive, Northern Lakes Conference crown. Nolan Groninger had a great weekend. He had 21 in the game against Plymouth. He had 25 on Saturday to beat Merrillville. So, Dungogles Tigers playing really good defense right now. They just bedeviled Plymouth and came out four-point game at halftime, and then they came out and exploded in the third quarter. And Plymouth made a great rally, got within five in the fourth quarter, but Warsaw is just too good on this night and wins at 54-42. I watched uh, Michigan-Wisconsin on Saturday. Wow, those are two great teams in the Big Ten. Yeah. My goodness. Two of the creme de la creme, two of the top four that we had in our poll last week. Purdue with a solid win over Nebraska on Saturday night. I just don't know that anybody's going to beat Purdue at Mackey Arena this year. They're awfully good at home. And IU continues to stink. Boy, that offense was bad yesterday against Ohio State. And they come down at the end of the game. Romeo tries to hit a three and and comes up short, and they lose it 55-52. But their half-court offense is just putrid. They're fine in transition. You get a turnover, fast break, they know what to do. The Hoosiers have lost 9 out of 10. 
I don't know that Archie Miller's in trouble, but man, some people should be asking some questions as to why that team is that bad. I fell for the pre-game hype uh, video put together about uh, Iggy, who plays for Michigan. Mm -hmm. And so on the uh, Sportsiac Twitter, I put, uh, who would you like as a first-round draft pick next year? RJ, Zion, or Iggy? Iggy got 4%. I think I bought too much he, into he the video. He got 4%. RJ got 14 82 for Zion. Yeah. I came home Friday night from Atlanta wearing a Chicago Bulls sweatshirt because it was butt cold in Chicago. I got on my shuttle bus, and the guy just started laughing at me. He goes, I think you're the only guy in Chicago wearing that sweatshirt. Oh, they are persona non grata right now in Chicago. I said, hey. And then a guy next to me had a Blackhawks hat on. He goes, I think you're the only guy in Chicago with that Blackhawks hat. So how about the Bulls trade last week where they send Jabari Parker and Bobby Portis to Washington mm -hmm. for Otto Porter Jr.? And who's the first game the Bulls play? After the trade, <laughs> Washington at the United Center and Jabari Parker, who somehow couldn't find the floor on this just less than talent laden Bulls roster, shoves two right in the face <laughs> of Otto Porter Jr. on slam dunks. Good job, Bulls. Good job. I took in the uh, Bethel game on Saturday afternoon against Spring Arbor and uh, the Pilots Handled uh, Spring Arbor pretty well to the point of they got blocked on Twitter. That that <laughs> just makes me shake my head. What in the I follow Bethel Hoops on Twitter. Mm -hmm. They're not obnoxious at yeah. all. They promote their team. That's all they do. But it's not like they take shots at the opposition or anything like that. You just wonder what in the world Spring Arbor expected to see. You probably got some 20, 21-year-old snot nose behind the scenes doing their social media and it's like well, well we're gonna do that you know why do people get so butthurt so easily yeah you know is that a phrase i can use on the yak well yeah, there are no mind. rules in podcasting <laughs> that was it that was a great win for ryan lightfoot's yes. team they needed that because boy they they had been smashed by marion earlier in the week and i'm sure ryan had the attention of his team to get ready for a very good spring arbor team that was ranked number three in the nation both irish teams played yesterday the women this is the way you expect Notre Dame women's basketball to look and I think the the two things that I saw differently from this game from the Miami game is number one there was some active effort on the rebounding end and they got some rebounds you play defense you get rebounds you can make the fast break go mm -hmm. the other thing was in the transition game Notre Dame women's basketball over the years has been successful because they make that one extra pass to find the wide open player they didn't do that at Miami. You had a bunch of people playing one-on-one -on -one down at Miami. And obviously, and and Muffet had said this, she was quoted in the article Sunday morning, I don't know how many wake-up calls you need. And I get the feeling the feisty Coach McGraw came out after that Miami game. And Friday and Saturday practices, I get the feeling weren't a whole lot of fun for the Fighting Irish, nor should they have been. But you saw the extra pass being made on Sunday. And it made a huge difference. Arike had 27, but she had a bunch of assists to go with it. Jessica Shepard had 26 points and a huge number of rebounds. Five assists, by the way, for Arike in the game. And the Irish steamrolled a, a top 25 Florida State team, 97-70. Notre Dame's women have never lost an ACC conference game at Purcell Pavilion. Then the men come out. I was following your tweets. It didn't sound like they were doing well. No, they weren't. 
Corey. They wound up winning 69-59, but the first half of this game was agonizing to watch. At one time, Notre Dame missed 12 consecutive shots and still only trailed by six. That's how bad Georgia Tech is. Georgia Tech was awful, too. And so I just said, this is hideous to watch because it was. (laughs) Then I think the tweet that seemed to get the most response from people was when I said, remember, in life, you miss 100% of the shots you don't take. And if you're the Irish, you miss 82% of the ones that you do. They were shooting 18% at one time. And then TJ Gibbs finally got the radar dialed in and hit some shots and scored 20 points. I'll be honest, I fell asleep on the couch and I woke up with about a minute left and said, oh, well, they came back. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) The story of our lives, Chuck Freebie. They came back and they win 69-59, just their third Atlantic Coast Conference win this year. But... Georgia Tech, really bad, and Notre Dame, not much better. Chuck and I work for Pulse FM in South Bend, Indiana. We've got Big Ten basketball this week. Purdue takes on Maryland tomorrow night at 6.30. That's a a big game for the Boilermakers as they try to go after a Big Ten title. And um, trying to remember if that game is at Maryland or at Purdue. Because that makes a huge difference in who you would favor in that game. Ah, here it is. Next for Purdue. Uh, they're at number 24, Maryland. So that's going to be a huge test for the Boilermakers, and that's at 6.30 Eastern time on 103.1 FM. What do you got the, this Friday night for high school basketball? Well, actually, we have two high school games this week. What? So Yes, uh, we are doing a, a makeup game because we had one uh, snowed out. Mm-hmm. So we are doing a makeup game Tuesday night. Okay. We'll be over at the Panther Pit in Napanee, where a suddenly resurgent Tippecanoe Valley team, which has won four in a row, goes and takes on a struggling Northwood squad. We'll show that one Wednesday night at 6 o'clock on TV 46. Okay. And then the uh, the marquee matchup on Friday night for us, it's a huge night for the South Bend schools as they honor the former South Bend Central program. And Riley and Adams will play wearing the road and home jerseys of the old South Bend Central Bears. In the 1950s, there was probably no more feared team in northern Indiana than South Bend Central. Elmer McCall's team won the state championship in both 1953 and 1957. And as you may recall, South Bend Central was featured prominently in the movie Hoosiers based on the 1954 Indiana High School State Championship won by Milan. Uh, But South Bend Central churned out some great players. John Wooden began his coaching career as a high school coach at South Bend Central. And then they had great players like Sylvester Coleman. Uh, They had uh, Paul Harvey. And then in the 1960s, they graduated a young man by the name of Michael Warren, who went to play for John Wooden at UCLA and started that dynasty out there. And then Michael Warren stuck around the Los Angeles area as an actor and I believe won an Emmy for his role on Hill Street Blues. Great show. So, unfortunately, Michael will not be back for the game this week, but a number of the South Bend Central players are coming back so it should be uh, it should be something pleasing to the eye. Plus, Riley and Adams tend to get up and down the floor, mm-hmm. uh, so that should be entertaining to watch Friday night at eleven and Saturday morning at nine 
on the big quattro CS. What does Valentine's Day look like in the freebie household? That's a good question. Mm-hmm. I don't have an answer for that right now. It's only Monday. Why should I plan ahead that much? Because we're men. Yes, I know. Sports Yak! Sports Yak is brought to you by Big and Tall Outlet on 1333 South Napanee Street in Elkhart. New 10, 4E, and 11, 4E Dunham wingtip shoes available in-store and online at bigandtalloutlet.com. Lee Jeans from the Lee Manufacturer. 32 by 36, 32 by 32, 30 by 38. You know, big and tall sizes available. I tell you what, I was in the store last week. I had my eye on some pretty sweet 2016 Chicago Cubs World Series jerseys, specially priced $75. I saw a Bryant jersey in there, a Rizzo jersey. You can always shop the website, bigandtalloutlet.com, but you want to get inside the store a much larger variety that's available in the store as opposed to the smaller assortment that's online. Any questions, 574-293-0111. You can actually email them to info at bigandtalloutlet.com. Big and Tall Outlet, because big guys got to look good too. How was Mellencamp? Mellencamp, I thought, put on a really good show. The first three songs were from his new CD, which is more of a bluesy country type of feel. Okay. So the crowd, the crowd's getting a feel for him. He starts off with this, boy, it seemed like it was about 15 minutes preview video, talking about his career. Okay. And, and the fact that he's lasted 40 years. Was it interesting? Yes and no. Yeah. 15 minutes feels pretty long. At at times, you could hear people say, play some music, (laughs) which, you know, all of us were feeling. Yeah. So then he starts with these three newer songs, and you kind of get, because you had warned me, he goes, you said sometimes he just doesn't, you know, want to play any of the old stuff. Yeah. And the new stuff doesn't sound like the old stuff. No, it doesn't. You you know, that kind of foot stomping Right. Acoustic, violin, cool snap of the snare drum vibe. Yeah. I mean, you still have the violin in there with the blues and folk type, but yeah. it's it's not it's not the foot stomping stuff. Did he have stuff to say in these songs? A little. Okay. You know, he's all, he's a storyteller. Yeah, he always yeah. has something to say. So he gets done with those three songs, and the first four chords of Small Town start. Mm-hmm. And the place goes up for grabs. I mean, clearly, this is what the people came yeah. to see. And uh, he gets done with that. And then he goes to the bank. He says, um, thank you very much. Um, my name is John Mellencamp. Like, we don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but the rest of the show was great. So he gets to the end. And he basically says, we're going we're gonna to close with two song, two of the older songs. Off the top of my head right now, I can't even remember what the next to last song was, but I turned to my wife and I said, Hurt So Good has to be the finale. Yeah. And indeed it was. But he did it in this bluesy, folksy version. I warned you. Diane didn't mind. And it was okay. And the crowd's singing along. But Hurt So Good 
is a song that has to be played the Top way... Top five classic Mellencamp song. It, and it has to be played the way it was originally. Yeah. And when you when you mess with it, when you doctor with it, it's just... It's, it's like if I wanted to hear this, I would have gone to see a cover band play it right. that way, John. So for me, that was kind of a downer ending to the mm-hmm. way the concert ended. Okay. Um, overall, I, I'd give the concert a B, and I'm glad I went. To me, that's a bucket list artist for me, just because of the Indiana ties, and his music really speaks to me. Small Town, Lonely Old Night. Yep. Check It Out. Ooh. Check It Out did very well. That, Jack and that, Diane. Mm-hmm. Rain on the Scarecrow. Yep. Paper and Fire. Paper Paper and Fire. Now, there's a song that that'll get you out of your seat. Authority song. Yeah. Crumbling Down, Pink House's Cherry Which, Bomb. Crumbling Down in the Morris, you wonder about sometimes. <laughs> and then Hurt So Good. Yeah, so I mean, the last one, two, three, four, five, six, seven songs should have been a barn burner, but and, his and, Hurt So Good version was a little... And they were up until Hurt So Good, and then he... And I get what he's trying to do artistically. He's mm-hmm. tying it back in with the beginning of the concert. I get that. Still didn't like it. Let's talk Grammy Awards because they were on TV last night. Yes, they were. And obviously the Grammy Awards are no longer skewed to the demographic that you and I are part of. Right. Male over 50. Even though those are artists are still making new music, they are not... They're, they're not considered. They're not part, considered part of what's happening in no, the music world. No, quite frankly, if we want to see our artists, uh, we watch either the Country Music Awards, mm-hmm. or uh, we wait for the Irving M. Thalberg Lifetime Achievement Award, or whatever it's <laughs> supposed legends. to be for the grant. You know, like when Diana Ross comes out. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Although that that didn't do much for me. As I'm watching the Grammy Awards last night. I thought the Dolly Parton tribute that they did was excellent. Again, somebody from more of our wheelhouse. Yes. I get it that I'm not going to get all the acts on here. Mm-hmm. I thought Alicia Keys did fine as a host. 15 Grammy Award winner? Yeah. She knows what she's doing. Yeah, she did fine. I didn't really have a problem with her. Didn't necessarily have a problem with anything. It's just I don't get the appeal of Cardi B. No, I don't either doesn't do anything for me i'm a i'm a music fan and i was bummed that i didn't know a lot of the mainstream big category nominees where i used to like nobody's business yeah but it just it, there's just nothing the the music landscape right now of what kids are listening to i don't mean to sound like papa magooch but it just stinks post malone comes out and my wife says what if this postman wants a real job one day got all these tattoos on his face <laughs> we had a good is, laugh about it, that it, is that what the post in post malone stands for is he a postman i don't know i don't know but she called him the postman <laughs> with his tattooed face red hot chili peppers one of my favorites back in the day even their performance was like what in the world seeing 50 plus year olds jump around like when they were 25 doesn't seem right well, Unless you're Mick Jagger. Well, and here's the thing. So let's circle back to the Mellencamp concert. Mm-hmm. I'm looking around the room, and it basically looks like a 1980s class reunion. Sure. Which is understandable considering Mellencamp's Yeah, when was the last time audience? he actually had a radio hit? Right. The, secondly, I'm looking at some of these people, and I'm thinking, man, some of these people look old. 
And then the realization goes, oh, wait a minute. They're my age. I'm one of Do them. I look that bad? <laughs> I'm one of those guys. Another thing that popped up on Twitter over the weekend that appealed to me, non-sports. Uh, a younger friend of mine, uh, an athlete who I covered, uh, made the made the statement that Denzel Washington's filmography cannot be touched by anybody else right now, and it's not even close. And I threw out, of course, Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks is the first as, name as, I thought of. As a contender. And then as I thought about it a little more, I also threw out the names Samuel L. Jackson and Morgan Freeman. So... Of those four, rank those four for me. Okay. Mr. Mister Cinemaphile. I think Samuel L. Jackson does not say no to any movie ever. And that's part of the problem. I think it's almost like it's the same character with a different movie title. Sometimes you might have some different teeth in your mouth. Right. Or your hair is different. He'll be number four. I agree. I do like him, though, but he's number four. I like him, but he, may, he makes as many stinkers as he makes mm-hmm. good ones. Hashtag snakes on a plane. Mm-hmm. In at number three, I'll go Morgan Freeman. Okay. Now, I, yeah, I think Morgan sometimes, because he started his career late, Yes, I think sometimes Morgan will take a role that is, quite frankly, beneath him just so he can have some work. I love when he gets angry in a movie. I like when he yells in a movie. Yeah. Now, between number one and number two. Denzel and Tom Hanks. I'm going to put Denzel at number two, Tom Hanks at number one. And why? I feel like I have a more enjoyable experience at a Tom Hanks movie than I have at Denzel. Super close, super close, super rewatchable, both actors, Mm -hmm. where you could go, oh, yeah, let's watch uh, Bone Collector again or Equalizer or whatever. Well, don't you think that's because it's easier for... I think Denzel has an easier time playing maybe a a bad guy role or a hard role mm-hmm. than Tom Hanks does. Yeah, when you think of a bad guy, you think of Denzel in Training Day. Yes. Bad guy for Tom Hanks was Road to Perdition. Was that the name of that movie? Yes. And uh, But he ended up having a redeeming quality of getting his son to safety and now, like their spoiler alert. I'm going to disagree with you on your rankings of one, two. Okay. And here's why. I think there was a time where Tom Hanks was one and Denzel is two. Mm-hmm. But I think currently, I, I don't know, It's maybe it's the roles that Tom Hanks has taken as of late. Okay. But I think currently I would put Denzel one and Tom Hanks two. But as of late, did you see The Equalizer 2? No, I didn't. Did so, you see, okay. Did you see The Post? No. Did you see Fences? Yes. And I thought he was really good in Fences. Yes, he was. Did you see, what's that last Tom Hanks movie? Well, maybe therein lies the answer there to the question. Is. Top three Denzel movies, top three Tom Hanks movies. Oh, wow. Um, Well, for me, a lot of this, again, goes to my sports fan nature. Yes. Remember the Titans. Okay. Any time it's on, mm-hmm. I'm turning it on. Could anybody have played that role that Denzel played? I don't know. I don't know. Um, maybe yes, maybe no. But I thought he was terrific in it. Uh, Pelham. Uh, what's the Pelham 143? 
Denzel was in that? Yeah. The Taking of? Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's Denzel. Okay. Uh, I thought he was spectacular in that. Third Denzel movie. You're right. I misspoke. The Taking of Pelham 123. Yeah. Uh, one, two, three, not one, four, three. I'm fences. I I thought he was outstanding in fences. Oh my goodness, man! I'm flipping through IMDb right now. Yeah, this could change. <laughs> <sighs> He's had a lot. I'm gonna go Book of Eli. Okay. Man on fire. Man on fire. He's really such good. a great redemptive yeah. movie. Training day. Yeah, training day with is an good. honorable mention. Uh, it's extremely hard to watch, but because he's so great at his craft, the movie Flight, hmm. when he lands the plane upside down oh. and he's drunk. Okay. Oh, my gosh. Now, Tom Hanks, um, I'll go Apollo 13, big. Well, he got the Oscar for Philadelphia Story. I I didn't see it, but I understand his performance. You didn't see the movie? I did not see it. Oh, really? Movie. You've never seen Philadelphia? Wow. Okay. But I understand his performance, and it was oh well. Well, never mind that. Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump. I'm gonna go with you on Big. You know, it's not a great movie, and I saw it at the theater with my mom. But if it's on, I tend to just lean and watch because of what he did in Castaway. Oh yeah, yeah. Lost all that weight, the hair, the Wilson the, the, being by yourself, and uh, there were there was there was something about. Oh, Saving Private Ryan. Well, yeah. I got to put that on my list. Yeah, and he's got some great, you know, he's going to be Mr. Rogers in a movie coming up. Right. Toy Story 4 is coming up. Well, but, you know, the problem I have with the Toy Stories is, okay, yes, he's voice acting. Mm -hmm. But is that the same as carrying Uh, out a live action role? I mean, he, I mean, when you think of Woody, you don't think of anybody else. Well, of course. I I understand that. There is something special about it. I don't know what, but. Thank you for listening. Hit the subscribe button so you never miss an episode. Once again, happy 60th episode to you, Chuck Free. And to you as well. That's our show for today. Sports Yak is brought to you by Big and Tall Outlet, because big guys got to look good too. Sports Yak is part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. This is Jimmy Shorts. Until next time, sports fans. That's good. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done.